Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. and battery you're listening to damon bruce and ray ratto on 95.7 the game coming to you live from the studio of great depression i swear to god this microphone is even jankier than it was yesterday but it's good to be here ray your smiling beaming face i can tell you're thrilled to be here as well Let's get on with this. <laughs> uh, we got a great show for you. It is a fast show for you. It is the fastest football Friday that we can possibly offer. We have, oh, about a half an hour right here on what we like to call terrestrial radio. And then via modern technology, Ray and I are going to be over on the stream starting at 3.30, going to 4.30. Our good friend Brian Baldinger will stop on by at 3.45 to go ahead and break down Oh, a little something we like to call Divisional Weekend. And, of course, we will start with the good old 49ers and Cowboys. Even though it's the last game of the weekend, it's our uh, main topic. And we're going to get there in just a second because we got another topic. And it's probably not going to be much of a night of interesting topics for the Golden State Warriors as they're punting on this Cleveland game with all the rest. Like, I understand that Steph, Clay, and Draymond are, you know, the NBA equivalent of old men now. Why is Andrew Wiggins getting rest tonight? Like, didn't that guy just have like 11 games off, whatever it was, while he was working his way back through his injury or the, the abductor, whatever? Like, can't he play back-to-backs? I, I wonder, based on how he played last night, whether he's fully healthy. That's the thing that went through my head because he didn't shoot very well. He was seemed to be a, a half-step slow to everything that he's normally right on top of. He didn't look good, and maybe he just had a bad game. But he might also still be sore. So maybe that's why. Look, when I become sports president, and by the, it's going to be a violent coup. It's not going to be a democratically elected sports president. We're going to take this over violently if we have to. 
Um, you you'll, you will have to trust me. Look, I'm telling you, man, this whole load management thing. Like I I understand it to some level. I also absolutely believe there is a little bit of pseudoscience and asset protection that is being passed along as injury prevention. And it, it does bother me, man, because there is one game that the Golden State Warriors are going to be playing in Cleveland this year. It's tonight. And a lot of people probably saw, hey, Steph Curry, you know, he is back from that partially separated shoulder. So we're going to go ahead. Here's it. I just think across the board now in the NBA, half price on any ticket that is surrounded by the concept of back to back, whether it be a home team back to back or the away team that's coming in. That game should be half price because there's almost half a chance that a superstar will be sitting in that game. Yeah, Boston plays uh, Saturday, and they've already announced that Jason Tatum's out. What a game he had last night, by the way, and we're going to get into that. But look, it was he, it was it was the most awful good game you could imagine because he shot as poorly as he did, but rebounded like a fiend. That's a thing when you pull down a career high nineteen rebounds. I don't care how you get to thirty four as well. It was a game high thirty four and a career high nineteen boards for Jason Tatum. It was also seven turnovers. That's what I mean he kicked the ball all over the place. There is still that, and look that that. Pretty much is part of the reason why the Warriors won an NBA championship last year. Yeah, he he. I mean, I didn't think he was great, but he was high volume, and he did play four. He played over forty eight minutes, so he probably earned the night off tomorrow. Look, and you know, one game to me is never going to matter in the NBA. A, a game up for a team, a game down for a team, a game up or down for a player. Those are called on and off nights. But Tatum has now got thirty or more points in six of his last seven. He's just the tenth player in NBA history to reach 9,000 career points before he turns 25 years old. So he is having a very special year, definitely overshadowed by the efforts of Luka Doncic and Nikola Jokic in any sort of premature MVP conversation. But Tatum is, if he's not on that tandem bicycle, he's sitting in the sidecar. Yeah, I, I think the only difference between him and the other two is that Jokic is so preeminently dominant night in and night out. Even if he doesn't score a lot, he's pulling down 18 rebounds or having 15 assists. You see he just became their all-time assist leader? Yeah, after, I think, he's 27. He's played seven years for them, and he's already... Then again, that also tells you how Denver always played basketball, which was, first guy to get it shoots it. It's a reflection of bad guard play historically. Who, 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 did, he, who, who did he eclipse? Fat Lieber? Who, I mean, who? I, I think it was Fat Lever for assists, and he also uh, broke an Alex English record. Alex English is the other go-to, got to be a record holder for most Denver Nugget records, you would think. Yeah. Uh, look, here is the frustrating aspect of the Golden State Warriors. Last night, even though it wasn't the best executed game, either team, and the team of officials that worked it as well, good God, um, it was a good game. It's also a game that I think should make fans a little bit angry with this team because effort is clearly a choice. And it's a choice that this team has decided to not make more often than it's decided to make the right effort, especially defensively. And that, to me, is frustrating. The Golden State Warriors no longer, I believe, have the ability to pick and choose whether or not they're going to play hard. And I think that they're officially tugging on Superman's cape when it comes to the choice of who is or who isn't going to play tonight. 
The Warriors have already pissed away their margin of error this year. If they want a single round of being, you know, home court, they got to get to the four seed. How this team gets to the four seed means they got to have at least two to three. Yeah, we won eight out of ten. And I, I honestly don't know if they've got the team to win eight out of ten anything right now. I, I, I don't think that they are going to win eight out of ten the rest of the way. I just don't believe in them. They are consistently inconsistent. Giving up 118 a game is its own punishment because the only other team that is allowing that is uh, the Lakers, who are dreadful. And the only team that's allowing more than that is Charlotte, which is trying to play for Victor Wembanyama. The problem, and you're right, they are they are profoundly inconsistent. But the thing that is more concerning than just their defense in general, it's the way they were crushed on the offensive boards last night, the way they committed 26 fouls. It's all stuff that Steve Kerr has been talking about all year long. We've got to do better at that. we got to do better at that. And that's not coaching. That is effort. And, yeah, they're a smaller team. Well, last than, night than they the went Celtics. small. Yeah, they, yeah, but, again, it's not just a choice, but it's what the roster tells them they can do. But beyond that, I think there are guys on that team who believe that the game begins and ends when you have the ball. Draymond Green is not among them. Andrew Wiggins is not among them. I don't even think Stephen Curry, who is at best an average defender, is among them. And I think Clay Thompson is not the defender he used to be, not through effort, but through just physical limitation. But a lot of the younger guys, I think they don't engage on that end. Very, not very, I shouldn't say very often, but you can't bank on any of them night in and night out to know we're going to get this kind of defense from you. And that's one of the things that makes me wonder how deep the traditional warrior culture is because everybody used to buy in. Even Leandro Barbosa would play some defense. It wasn't a lot, but he he engaged. There are guys on this team that don't engage very often because the game is changing and becoming less defense-oriented. It's almost like the the thing that made the Warriors great rather than just really good is suddenly falling out of fashion. I mean, Jason Kidd was screaming at his team about their shoddy defense last year. A year ago, they were in the top five. This year, they're bottom five. It's almost as if the goal is not to see how you can impact the other team, but how quickly you can get to 125. It's, uh, it's less than basketball. And there is less than basketball being played by a number of teams around this league. Like, the NBA clearly has an under-the-table handshake agreement. No one's even going to go hard until the All-Star game. We good with that now? Used to be like a 10-game a run-up before anyone started really, really leaning into, you know, scouting reports. And then it was a 20-game run-up. Now it's a full-on, it's going to be 40, 50 games that we just strategically do not care about. And that, I guess, is the frustrating thing because last night you see that they got it. They they can, when they want to summon a better effort, they still can find it. And it is clear to me, it's clear, I, I guarantee you, to Steve Kerr and it's clear to everyone. I think it's clear to the guys that are doing it that they're mailing in games. 
they're clearly mailing in games this year. And I'm not saying that tonight is a mailed-in game, but it's certainly designed to be a punt game, and we'll see, you know, what it looks like in in Cleveland. But you know, it's uh, how about this? When there's this much load management, we should be able to load manage the Warriors knocking this show off the air. That's what I would like. That's what I would like. When you're not playing Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, you go to the stream. We stay on 95-7 the game. Eh, whatever gets me out earlier. We, we could go shortwave. We could be cab, cab radio. I'm fine with any of it. See, I'm here but to broadcast because I'm I, a broadcaster yeah. rolling the tongue for effect. Well, I'm I'm just a lazy pig. But I think the load management issue is now so far in front of most of NBA punditry that the league may have to simply abandon the notion of back-to-backs entirely. Or maybe you play two a year. Well, the it's... average now is like 14, and it's a guarantee that if you, you know, if you have a really good player, he's not playing one of those two. And that's just bare minimum. It's a solvable problem. What I don't understand is it's a solvable problem. The amount of games that they try to get in in the time frame they try to get it in, it's arbitrary. Start your start your season on October 10th. And if you're worried about, well, we're going to run into uh, a lot of NFL games, don't, don't play, play in the on, summer. Don't play don't play on Sundays. How about that? Don't don't play Thursday night, don't play on Sundays, don't play Monday night. Congratulations. I just solved your load management problem at 3:12 in the afternoon. October 10th isn't enough. You you have to go to like the last week of September and you have to be willing almost to go till the end of April. That's how much you have to stretch the season. Stretch it out. I don't that, care. No, no, no. I'm yeah. I'm just talking logistics. I'm not I think if if load management is now a situation where the alternative is well you're going to have to dynamically price so that people get a get a break when they pay for tickets that don't have the players they're paying for they're not giving away they're not giving back any money not ever so then the only other alternative is stretching out the season to the point where it's now almost nine nine months you know I, I read an article that was basically the equivalent of let's say we took every single team's not their trainer because you need you know taped ankles and all that stuff to go play basketball every night but if you took who's ever in charge of doing the analytics on load management and injury prevention if we took all of their heads stuck them in a toilet until they drowned would there be a single would there be one more injury or one fewer injury than would have happened if they were there. I really don't think so. I, I don't think so. I think there is a pseudoscience and asset protection being masked as this great concern about players' health. There, there's definitely asset management. There, 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 it's always about asset management. That's why you can no longer touch quarterback. That's asset management. It's not about player safety. Right, and, and, here's by, the, the, and by the way... How healthy of a year was it for quarterbacks with all this do not touch a quarterback? Uh, we saw more start this year than any, ever before. Yeah. I, it's the, the problem with load management is that it went from an interesting experiment by one coach to dogma yeah. almost immediately. And Stan Van Gundy has raised this point. And he just said, why is anybody not asking whether this is working for the health of the players? And nobody is asking that, which means 
either they don't know if it is and they're, they don't want to look bad by having to walk this back, or it doesn't matter and all this is is asset management. I mean, it's going to get to the point where teams should just start forfeiting games. The entire team's resting tonight. We're just going to forfeit the game and return the fans' money, if you will. And, uh, uh, no, 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 but here's yeah. the thing. It, it's it, you, you would only have forfeit a game on the road, clearly. You know, I mean, that's... that's, that's yeah, but That's if you're but if go. you're hosting a game and the and the road team says I think we're going to skip tonight, like if the Warriors just like they just skipped the Cleveland game entirely, that's still money that the home team has to give back. And again, nobody's given back a dime. Nay, the I, the the only the only solution until they want to get serious about seeing exactly what load management does and doesn't do is stretch the season out because they're not cutting back games and they're not going to cut back playoffs. They're, they're trying to expand it as much as possible. So you start earlier and you finish later. Look, it's a Football Friday brought to you by Zenny, the official eyewear of the San Francisco 49ers. Shop from over 3,000 styles at 80% off retail prices exclusively at zenny.com. Our pal Brian Baldinger is going to be joining us at 345 when Ray and I go exclusively on the stream. And he will, of course, be appearing on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink. Easy to enjoy. Again, last night's game for the Warriors was easy to enjoy, but ultimately they didn't get it done. Kerr said he was happy with the way that they at least played. I love the effort. I love the grit, just the competitiveness out there. I thought Jordan was fantastic. It's a tough matchup against this team. They've got so many big wings. And so for, for us to start that smaller group, Jordan has to hold up. And he did. He, I thought his defense was excellent. And for much of the game, we did a good job of not fouling. Fourth quarter, we that sort of became a problem. You know, I think they were in the bonus like the last nine minutes. But all in all, I love the, the level of competition, the way the guys played together. We looked Looked like what we are, which is a championship team, but we didn't close the game. Did you look like a championship team? I mean, that's the thing. I think the Warriors are starting to sniff their own farts a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I'm seeing a team that it that can compete. I am not seeing a contender. I'm not, and and I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. A benefit of the doubt for the Warriors used to mean, yeah, there's still like an 85 percent chance that they might do this. Benefit of the doubt, I got them down to a coin flip. I mean, I, 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 how about this? Let me tell you where I think the Golden State Warriors are. I don't know if I would pick them in a seven-game series against the Sacramento Kings. Light the frickin' beam. What do you think of that? Um, uh, here's what I think about that. Sacramento is a fascinating team that has one profound flaw. They also don't play defense. They are younger, and they are more active offensively, and they are playing as though the game is fun, and that's a huge thing. I don't ever, I don't always get the sense that the Warriors are having fun doing this. But the thing that's saving them so far, and not in terms of style of play, because they they're not fun to watch night in and night out. It's that there's three and a half games between the fifth place team and the thirteenth place team in the Western Conference. As bad as the Lakers have been, they're three games behind the Warriors. As, as good conceivably as um, as Dallas has been, they're only they're only two and a half games out of missing the playoffs entirely. There's just this huge clot of teams that are the same team essentially. And like a week ago, Utah was eleventh. Now they're sixth. It's just you don't know. They're, they're, this season has taken this, right. Like I said, no they, form. They, there's there's Denver. 
there's Memphis, and then there's New Orleans when Zion Williamson is healthy. He's not healthy now, which is why they've fallen off the pace too. But there's a huge morass of teams like right in the middle. And the theory that if the Warriors get healthy and get their heads right, that they can be they can be a factor again, it's not out of the question. But they are they are keeping that a secret more often than not. John Dickinson's going to pick up the Warriors conversation with Warriors live here at the bottom of the hour before they go into Cleveland tonight. Very, very shorthanded. By the way, know who you are. Um, the Dallas Mavericks have moved their Sunday tip time way up so they won't be competing with the Dallas Cowboys. Meanwhile, you've got no Kevin Durant playing in a tip against the Warriors on Sunday that'll be about two hours into the 49ers game. Uh, good luck having an awful lot of attention on that one. Uh, so The way they're playing, do you think they want it? Yeah, they might not. They might not. Uh, I want to talk about burden of expectations for a little bit because I thought that the point that I was overhearing listening to a little Bamani Jones on the right time made an awful lot of points there. Um, Brock Purdy is a two-time All-Big 12 conference player. And I can tell you right now, there are a lot of NFL quarterbacks who weren't that coming out of the Big 12, playing in the NFL right now. Purdy, Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, all Big 12 quarterbacks who are in the playoffs, still alive right now. But when you are the last pick in the draft, your default setting becomes, eh, snowball's chance in hell to succeed. And I think that that is a luxury afforded to very few players who then can actually cash in on that luxury because, what do you know, their talent was overlooked, overlooked or they just got plopped into a situation that fit them perfectly. This is the final game of Brock Purdy's entire life where the burden of expectations will not fall on him. Because if the 49ers go out and beat the Dallas Cowboys, all of a sudden everyone's going to be looking at them as, well, they're the team that's going to go to or either host the NFC title game and have a good chance of winning it, no matter whether they're on the road or at home for that game. It, it, I hope Brock is able to enjoy his last go-around without the burden of expectations really following him onto a football field, because it's about to happen. Uh, it's going to happen starting Sunday. The, the more eyes that are on you, the more that is presented to you. And unless the 49ers win and he's just mediocre, which I think is certainly possible, um, it's just going to get ratcheted worse because the thing about narratives is they start to take on a life of their own and become uncontrollable. And that's almost about where we are with Purdy now. Um even though I still maintain that there are more important players on this team than him, nationally, you're hearing a lot more about Purdy and a lot less about the things that really were already separating the 49ers from most of the rest of the of the NFC. So I think I think the time for him to enjoy low expectations is about over now. And it's never going to shrink again because don't forget, Jimmy Garoppolo won his first five games on a team with no expectations and immediately got promoted to, oh, he's the next great great thing because we can't control ourselves. We just want to yammer on about 
the, the new thing out of the box. Purdy's had seven games, which means he's already pushing the envelope. And after this, he will be evaluated far more harshly just because that's what we do. Well, and look, he, he is he's also starting to earn the the expectation of him playing well. I mean, Brock Purdy may not be driving the bus right now, but he ain't just riding it either. Uh, Terrell Owens on the morning roast today talked about Brock Purdy and who he kind of reminds him of. He's a combination of a lot of guys. I mean, you think about moving out of pocket, you think of Aaron Rodgers. He's very poised. Again, like I said, when you talk about escapability, being able to really make plays, you know, as he gets out of the pocket. And again, he could be a traditional just in-the-pocket type of passer. This guy understands, and I think the offensive, the coordinator, I think the offensive unit, coaches, they understand. They've watched him, obviously, for a while. They understand his strengths and weaknesses. Brock is not trying to go out there and do anything fancy. He's obviously utilizing the weapons that he has, mm-hmm. and, and he's putting the ball in his hands. Uh, quite honestly, I think this is what Jimmy Garoppolo was before he got hurt. So you're looking at, a, a, I think, a more polished prior to the injuries of Jimmy Garoppolo. You're seeing a polished Brock Birdie. Again, didn't take very long to bring him up to a showroom shine. He looks pretty polished. There is no doubt about it for a guy, again, the reason why he might look so polished is because of the eyes we see him through. The burden of expectations officially do fall upon him. Here we go. It's 49ers and Dallas Cowboys coming up on Sunday afternoon. It does not get bigger than that. It doesn't get sexier than that. Uh, Ray has come up with his three most interesting aspects. Ooh, okay. Ray, a little show prep. I love it. That's coming up around... uh, I always prep. I just don't do it in front of you. Oh, I know. I know. Sure. Watch your tongue. Sure you do. Sure you do. I I don't write stuff down. It's all in here. It's all in there. I noticed the finger that you're tapping on your head with, too, by the way. (laughs) I'm glad you did. (laughs) Uh... Look, we have quite a bit still coming up over the next commercial-free hour. Join us on the stream. We will make it worth your while because we are going to be fading the public over on the stream. We have the public making a choice for us. Again, we don't pick the game. The game, the public picks it for us. I did see this. The one bit of news that I guess we have for you. Matt Barrows, not even, oh, 30 minutes ago, 45 minutes ago, said that Jimmy Garoppolo is walking around the locker room with a boot on his left foot. Trey Lance is walking around the locker room with a boot on his right foot. No changes to anyone's availability. Ambry Thomas is a no-go. Jimmy Garoppolo is a no-go. The rest of this 49ers team is healthy and hopefully ready to go in a massive game coming up Sunday afternoon down at Levi Stadium. Looking forward to it. If you want more Niners, well, boy, we got it for you over on the stream. Join us there. Brian Baldinger is going to be joining us at 345 on the Bud Light guest line. If you want some Warriors basketball, our man John Dickinson is coming up next, presented by Xfinity. You can supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi, unbeatable Internet only from Xfinity. And, of course, we are sponsored by CalHope.org. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.